Hi, and welcome to the Vancouver Life Podcast. This podcast is created to answer the most talked about questions when it comes to navigating the Vancouver real estate market. I'm your host, Dan Wartell, a licensed agent and accredited real estate investment advisor based here in Vancouver, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Dash. Hi, Dan. I'm also a local realtor, an exhausted father of two, husband of one, and really happy to be here. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello and good morning. We have a special edition here of the Vancouver Life podcast and YouTube channel because, as you may have just heard, the Bank of Canada has just increased the overnight interest rate by another 50 basis points, bringing us to basically a 13-year high here. Now, while the 50 basis point hike was wildly expected, it is still going to have major ramifications, especially in the housing market. Um, If we take a quick look back here, it was only January, February of this year, of 2022, when the overnight rate was at 0.25%, a quarter point. Now, we saw the first hike happen in March, which was a quarter point. Then in April, they went up 50 basis points, and that also happened today with another 50 basis points, bringing us to the overnight rate of 1.5%. Looking back at the uh, lifetime chart, it looks like this is on pace to be the quickest four-month increase, um, potentially dating back to at least the 90s, possibly the 80s here. Um, And we got to think here too, most recent history, if we look back to uh, late 2017 through to 2018, we saw rates go from 0.5 to 1.75, one one and a quarter point hike. That took a full year to do. So you can imagine the impact when we're seeing similar amount of increases happening in a condensed four-month period. Um, 1.75, that's the highest we've basically seen, um, since, gosh, like I said, what was it? 2009 ish. Um, but recently when that, when those prices are, sorry, when those rates were at 1.75 at 2017, 2018 house prices were coming down then and house prices were 40% lower than they were now. Um, of course, the pandemic followed, rates went to zero, basically, and then they have now started increasing at a rapid rate. So to discuss today's announcement and how it's going to affect mortgages and the housing market, here with me is Mikhail Ferreira. He is the number one mortgage specialist at the Bank of Montreal on sales of volume or dollar figure, rather. Um, he's going to give us some great insights into what to do next and what to expect next. Mikhail, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Dan. Pleasure to be here as always. And uh, once again, another uh, rate increase and, uh, you know, just uh, seeing how the landscape will kind of go from here. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, right now, I think uh, one of the, the the biggest things that I think a lot of people are wondering is, you know, how, how is it affecting them? How is it affecting their ability to borrow? And, uh, you know, what, what's their overall buying power, right? So, you know, just looking into uh, some some quick numbers. You know, I was looking in January, and you know, a, a five year fixed rate and it was about two point eight nine. A five year variable rate was about one point five six, and the qualifying rate was five and a quarter. Right now, with this increase, you know, uh, it doesn't do a whole lot for people who are still applying with variable. It uh, still works that you qualify under the stress tested five and a quarter percent if you're in a variable. However, if you're in a fixed, um, 
you know, the average fixed rate now is about 4.69 in that range, give or take, but you're qualifying at about six and a half, 6.6%, right? So if you look at January till today and you see just straight up dollar difference in qualifying, it's about a $771 difference in qualifying. So, you know, going with a fix today um, is uh, definitely not worth it in, in the sense of, of qualifying. And, uh, you know, it's kind of pushing more people in the variable, which pushes, you know, a lot more uncertainty into people's minds, given all these increases. So, Yeah, good to know. Okay. Um, mortgage payment wise, mm-hmm. what does, let's say, the average mortgage payment of $800,000 look like in January compared to what it looks like today after this most recent rate hike? So again, just looking at the straight up variable in this case, which is directly affected by prime, a, um, again, a five-year variable was about 1.56% in January on $800,000 mortgage. Um, you were looking at about uh, $2,782 for a monthly payment, whereas today uh, at a you know 3% uh, variable after we see that, that increase, you're at about $3,364. So the difference about $582 per month, right? And that is, you know, pretty crazy considering like from January till now that the interest cost alone on the same amount of mortgage has gone up nearly $600, right? And some people won't get affected. If you're in a line of credit, uh, like if you have a straight up line of credit, you know, you're going to feel that overnight. If you have a variable mortgage with a static payment where your payment stays the same, you know, the proportion of interest to, to principal is going to shift, but that's a, that's a pretty sudden shift. Right. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I thought we should talk about is trigger rates. Right. And, you know, right now, if you're in a variable rate with most of the five banks, I believe most of them have it, your, your payment stays the same, just the proportion of principal to interest shifts more towards interest. Right. So most people will be unaffected in the sense that their payment will stay the same, but, over you know a five year period, you're you're just paying more and more interest. So what ends up happening is, I calculated that someone who had a low variable mortgage done in the last year, so sometime last year, and after today's increases, you can you have about a one point five percent increase by Bank of Canada left before they reset your rates. Now trigger rates very rarely come into play. Um, because they, you have to have such a sudden increase and such a and, and significant increase for them to come into play. But, you know, where it seemed like it was never possible, it's on the verge of, you know, potentially being there, right? I mean, another 1.5% increase is um, kind of where the Bank of Canada wants to go. They want to get you to 2.5%, 3% on the overnight lending rate. But if that happens, you're going to get basically anybody in the last two years got a variable suddenly get kicked into um, a current variable rate and they're going to have to catch up on all, all the principal payments. So, you know, something that people should keep in mind for sure. So, yeah, maybe explain that a little bit further. What is a trigger rate? What are people potentially looking at if mm-hmm. it is triggered? So um, basically what happens is when, you, when you're in a variable rate, your payment won't change. However, if the rates go up a significant amount, um, where your amortization is just basically so overblown, they'll reset your rate so that they bring your amortization back into the contracted amortization. So they'll reset your rate so that your payment adjusts so that your contracted amortization from the day that you signed your mortgage is back in line, 
right? And that could mean a four, five, six hundred dollar increase if you're talking about an eight hundred dollar more, uh, eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage. And right as of right now, from what I what I can gather from people who got mortgages last year in a variable, you're at about a one point five to two percent Bank of Canada increase away from that happening. Wow. Definitely something we will talk more on should <laughs> rates continue their upward yeah. trend. Okay, so I remember a lot of people, myself included, who bought homes within the last year or so, mm. were very enticed by how much of the monthly mortgage payment was going towards uh, principal pay down, yeah. you know, upwards of sometimes 50% kind of range. Yeah. Um, what does that look like today? What has that shift caused for people with current mm. mortgages? So again, just looking from January and using $800,000 of uh, mortgage, you know, 65% of your payment, if you're in a variable, went to principal then in January. Okay? 65%. 65% of your payment went to principal, right? So uh, obviously that, you know, really accelerates how fast you can pay down a mortgage. As of today, with the current uh, variable rates, the current prime rate, you're looking at about 44%, right? So about a 20% decrease, or should I say increase in, in interest. I think the more staggering number definitely is when you look at the fixed from, you know, at some point last year, even I would say September 2021, um, you know, when rates were still under 2% for fixed, and they started to really climb at that point, but, you know, they were, were in that range. We were, you would be putting about 60% of your payments on principal. Whereas today, with the current fixed rates being about 4.5%, you're doing about 27% of your payment is going towards principal. Wow, that's a drastic difference. So people are right now, it's the whole fixed variable. Well, you know, I want the security of the fixed, but, you know, what you're securing is definitely a, a, a bigger interest pay down uh, because your principal sure is not going to be, you know, touched for like the first five years, right? At 27%, you're, you're making a small dent in that, right? Great piece of advice. So I'm guessing you're advising right now when everybody is calling saying, hey, should I be moving my variable into fixed? Mm -hmm. what, what you're saying no. Um, you know, it is, it's tough, right? Because we're seeing such massive increases in such a short time. It's hard to, to really calm the emotion because, you know, everyone is going in and they're, they're changing their rates. They're fixing their rates regardless of advice. And, and what I can say is that, you know, and I, I said this before, the difference between fixed and variable, this rate and that rate is just your monthly payment, right? So if you know that you you want to be in a fixed rate for security, don't go and switch it. Just increase your payment. Most banks, most lenders allow increase to payments. So for, for instance, Bank of Montreal, we allow an increase of 20% of your monthly payment every calendar year. And you can put up to 20% of your original advanced mortgage amount directly to, to principal. So... You know, whether that means you increase your monthly payment by 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, 300 bucks, whatever it may be, uh, I would highly advise doing that versus jumping into a fixed rate. Like, why not put more towards principal now when your rate is two and a half, three percent versus jumping to four and a half percent for the security, which, you know, it's a false sense of security. You're really just paying more interest, right? Um, I'd rather people pay down their mortgage faster put more on principal and get used to that elevated payment, but on their own terms, 
versus, you know, you know, switching it. And then now you're kind of stuck in this five year, four and a half percent. I don't like um, rates when they get up to 4% plus, I don't like committing long-term to them. Um, it's hard to say, could this be, you know, could this be 6% in, in a year, two years, three years, who knows, but you know, the variables, the slow roll up. Right. And I think that your best course of action, if you're in a variable is go and increase your payment. Doesn't matter by how much, just do something. Um, I had a strategy in my early years where I would just go and every six months I would bump my payment by like 40 to $50. What ends up happening is you just get so used to paying that you don't even notice it. Right. And every year you're compounding that. Right. And, and that all goes to principal and it just keeps stacking and stacking and stacking. And, and it's less of a blow. And especially now, if you do that and you maybe take a little more of aggressive approach, maybe a hundred or $200 increase by the time that your mortgage is up, you've already increased your payment high enough that, you know, maybe you don't feel that massive switch from like, you know, 2021 rates to, you know, 2026 rates overnight. Right. So um, that's what I would be recommending right now. And this is why you're number one in Canada. I think that's incredibly good advice. No, and this is, I think that was the takeaway of this whole episode right there. So hopefully that hit home for a lot of people. And uh, I think it's incredibly sage advice. So thank you, Mikhail. Um, buying power. So we're up 1.5. We're up one and a quarter points this year. Yep. I'm seeing it almost equate verbatim on a percentage basis. So 12 or 1.25 equals about 12 and a half percent in buying power. Mm. I think that's going to impact housing so dramatically. We're going to see houses come down on average. We're talking HPI in GVRD here in that 12 to 13% where today's rates are, mm-hmm. if they leave them where they are. Um, this is going to create a very interesting environment. We're seeing it shift already, um, definitely, and even more extreme uh, out east with uh, the Toronto market, where they've seen significant pullback in volume and prices. And what's more, we're getting all these nightmare scenarios where one of the biggest brokers we know out there, he is seeing appraisals coming in below the accepted offer price to the tune of 50% of them. Not 50% lower, but you know, one in two appraisals is coming in lower than the accepted offer price. Is that happening out in BC or in Vancouver yet? Well, we're starting to see it. Um, and it really depends on how you've managed your deal. Um, you know, when we are working on a live deal, our first course of action before we do anything is order an appraisal. So assuming that we've ordered the appraisal on the same day that the offer is accepted, chances are we've kind of matched the market, right? Working with a, with a realtor that's comped it out correctly has kind of protected you in that case. However, you know, we are seeing cases where, you know, an appraisal wasn't ordered, um, the lender was slow, and we're seeing actually, this is where people are getting caught. A month ago, two months ago, maybe they have a longer completion, they're coming to me now, and they're saying, we need to get financing, we have three weeks left, well, then we're seeing it come up short. Um, one of the more interesting ones that I'm that I'm seeing is, is actually with pre-sales, actually. Uh, we're seeing a slight difference in the contracted purchase versus the appraisal potential, right? So what, what we do now is if you have a pre-sale, you buy it today, we do an appraisal now to ensure the value is there. In certain circumstances, we're seeing that some of the developers out there have really kind of blown up their values a little bit, tried to take advantage of this market, and uh, the market almost doesn't support it. Um, it's, it's rare, but um, you know I, I have seen it in, in 
I've seen it twice last month, actually. So, you know, it's, it's something that's becoming more prevalent. Um, in general, though, I think that we as a whole, um, understanding like my entire team in, in, in Greater Vancouver, we are seeing definitely an increase in shortage of appraisals. And I don't think that that's going to go away anytime soon. I think it's something that's going to keep happening while people are selling and they're holding on their values. They think that, you know, my home's still worth three and a half million dollars. Right. And, and, uh, that the buyers, uh, you know, pay that price, then, you know, we're going to see these values kind of adjust, but, um, you know, I think that it's a very real thing. And I think the most important thing to do now is get an appraisal sent in before your offer goes in. Most lenders won't let you do that, but talk to the person you're dealing with or, or in my customers, I send an appraiser beforehand and I say, look, what's your top, what are you going to pay? Perfect. Let's send an appraiser in that way. We get an appraisal beforehand or, you know, you have enough subject removal period to get one in. Right. Because right now is it's a dangerous time to be playing with appraisal values. And, you know, the longer time between say you have one lender that the value comes up short <laughs> in between the next lender that helps you and the lender after that, the value is only, only going to get worse in theory. Um, if these price, if the price trend con continues, right. So, um, you know, it's something that's very real and it's, it's out there and it's happening. So the best thing you can do is try and protect yourself by, you know, getting in one before or immediately after and, and making sure that you, you have the ability to negotiate price or, or walk away if it's too short. Amazing. More great advice. And I'm very interested with appraisals. I mean, you know, all of 2021 here, every single price was essentially a brand new record and yet everything appraised every time. Yeah. Like, what are you comping yeah. this to? You know, and sometimes yeah. it was leaps and bounds higher than the last comp. Yeah. Yet on the way down, suddenly they're worth, worth even less. But uh, again, love to talk to an appraiser on this show about how that works. More Good idea. Um, but yeah, here we are like, okay, we're at one and a half percent. Um, rates have not been above 1.75% for 13 years, dating back to 2009. I mean, and homes were clearly a lot uh, lower priced, let's just say it nicely, back then. So what, I mean, you get all sorts of intel, I'm sure, at a high level from BMO. Um, can the marketplace handle rates above that? Uh, and what do they think is going to happen for the rest of 2022 with this mm -hmm. overnight rate? Well, I think, you know, looking back from the previous increase to now, the sentiment has changed, um, seeing how that the, the market's already reacting. Uh, I, I, the, we are still expecting some further increases, how much uh, is still yet to be seen. Uh, as a lender, I have to expect the worst. I have to assume that they're going to continue to go up. Um, I have to take bank, you know, the, the Bank of Canada's word and on the fact that they want to get it to the neutral level, I think it's about two and a half, three percent. Uh, and th it's just how long are they going to take to get there and if they can get there. Um, but I, I think after, you know, um, the increase now, I, I think we'll see one more at the end of the year. I, I believe there may be another quarter point. Um, there are some who believe there'll be more, but, you know, I've heard um, from a high level that, yeah, we, we should be expecting more this year. And I, I think that at the very least, as, as a safe bet, you should expect at least a quarter to maybe even a half point. Um, going back to the dates that, you know, people should be made aware of, um, just wanted to touch on that. So obviously June 1st is one, July 13th is another, September 7th, October 26th, and December 7th. That's a lot of meetings 
that could have an impact on rate. And I just don't see them getting through all four of them without at least a quarter point in there. So I think that that would be the the safe assumption. Um, it's what we expect at the very least. Okay, fantastic. Well, uh, Mikhail, for people that want to learn more, get a hold of you and, and explore their specific scenarios, what's the best way to find you? Um, honestly, through Instagram or uh, just look up my name on Google. Um, phone number is also probably going to pop up at some point. <laughs> yeah, but, well, uh, email is, is uh, obviously the, the quickest and fastest way to get a hold of me. Great. Okay. We'll include those uh, in the comments below. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. I'm sure your phone is blowing up tremendously and frequently. So we will let you uh, jump on those and take care of your clients. Thanks again, as always. We will see you on the next announcement. All right. Thank you so much. That wraps up this edition of the Vancouver Life Podcast. For more information on this podcast and to access a ton of free downloads, investment opportunities, current market info, and homes for sale, you can find it all at www.thevancouverlife.com. Thanks, and we look forward to bringing you more podcasts about Vancouver real estate.